Hey guys, it's me, Lewis. Now, when I say democracy, what do you think of? You know, government, elections, North Korea? Nah, fam, it's Cyber Sunday time, and this trouble in paradise right to your ears is coming up after this little ditty. All I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And, and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm hosting a goddamn national television show. Spectrum Sexy Beasts of All Ages, welcome to the PG Wrestling Retrospective. My name is Lewis, and I'm here with my best buddy, Jack Stage. Lewis Stage? Oh, no. I don't uh, know. How you, how you doing today, Jack? I'm doing pretty well. Let's get down to some cyber democracy. Cyber democracy? Cyber democracy. Well, well first, we... Wait, what episode are we up to? Like, five, I think. I don't give a shit. It's been so many episodes. So... We just got like a huge. I've been marker. looking forward to this on this. It's a highlight of the schedule. The most, <laughs> the most democratic of all WWE pay per views. Well, but before we get into that, not that I, the choices are that hard. But no, no, no. But let me tell you something that is hard. Welcome to Question Time. Question Time. That's right. It's better than the Australian Parliament. Less shouties. We finally got a question. We Thank you question. to our listener base. Yes, our listener base of about 10 folks. <laughs> good people. Here's the question from this time. This is the question from, <laughs> the question from this time. This is from our one dedicated super fan, Brody from Tasmania. Brody. Right. Love you, Brody. What is your favourite promo package of the PG era? I don't know if it counts, but... Yeah, it counts. It's, come <laughs> on, man. It's the the Miz versus John Cena at WrestleMania. I like the choice of music and the Miz's overall attitude of, if everyone thinks I'm not a top guy, I'm going to beat the guy who's at the top. Yeah. Th- that's just basically if you want to beat be the man, you got to beat the man, right? you got to beat the man off. Wait, this isn't <laughs> like that fucking 80s. Just knock on Ric Flair. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna knock on there was like a shoot interview with like Kamala and he was talking about of course how, it was yeah he was just talking about how like if you want to get forward in the business you have to do Vince McMahon's sexual favours oh I, I don't want Kamala to do me any sexual favours <laughs> I don't know Vince likes that um that moon belly uh, oh, I don't know it's, a, it's not a racist gimmick <laughs> if you don't think about it don't worry so, so Jack what, what would be your answer well I had to think about this and I think this has been my answer since probably I saw it the 2009 Bragging Rights main event was John Cena versus Randy Orton in oh God. an Iron Man match. And I thought the promo vignette video sort of thing, which I think is what we're trying to select here, was pretty good for that one. And it stuck with me. I think especially the uh, choice of music um, was quite a good one. What was the music? It was Letters from the Sky by Civil Twilight, if I remember. What the fuck is that? I don't, I don't know. I've never heard it anywhere since, but it was a pretty good song. That was mm. that was on my YouTube playlist when I was like uh, 13. Yeah, see. And, um, yeah. No, it just stuck with me. That one always stood out to me, and that's probably what I'd pick. Oh, yeah. I watched I watched Brody's pick. Solid promo package. And, it's, and it has like... um. 
Nas, you, you're into the rap game. Oh, yeah, the rap game. You, yeah, Nas, like... I'm too deep in these streets, Lewis. <laughs> you're an idea, man. <laughs> no, mine would be... I think it's for also from Rag Nights 2009. Oh, you're just copying me? No, fuck you. We gotta talk about... It's probably... I don't know if it's from 2009 or 2010... But it was um, John Morrison versus The Miz. And I, when I was, like, a kid, I was so hyped about it. Because, like, I love both guys. And it was, like, a great promo package where it was literally just, like, John Morrison talking shit about how The Miz looked fat in trunks. <laughs> and then going, like, you're the Marty Jannetty of this tag team. And I'm just like, nah, Miz, Miz. <laughs> I think The Miz won. And also... Nah, John Morrison's pretty good. He's pretty good, but it's like, if you look at the Miz's accomplishments, and you look at John Morrison... Just because he butt-hugged Vince McMahon all his career. <laughs> Have you seen, like, there's a clip of, like, after he won, like, the money... Like, after he, like, cashed in Money in the Bank and, like, won the title, he was going backstage and everyone was clapping, and he goes to shake Triple H's hand, and Triple H is just like, nah. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> Ew, mid-carter, get away from me. <laughs> Alright, so before we begin Cyber Sunday, Jack, I I have a question time for you. The the state election... Did you email this in, or...? No. (laughs) Email it to myself. Yeah, please do. No. Alright, so, like, the state election was was very recent. political. Yeah, this this is a political question, Jack. Did you vote? WWE Universe, did you vote? Did you guys vote? I really hope you didn't vote. I really hope you didn't vote. Your vote doesn't count. Doesn't count. We don't want to hear your voice through internet or texting. Come on, man. Who really cares? I mean, who cares if I'm the next WWE champion? ECW champion. I don't. I don't care. And neither should you. Hey, who cares about cool stipulations? Choosing opponents. Sexy Halloween costumes. I mean, who cares about special guest referees? I don't. So what? So what? You can text your vote and control the biggest interactive pay-per-view event ever. Big freaking deal. I mean, it's only our future. What? What? You mean this pay-per-view decides my future? This is huge. Please tell me you voted. This is life-changing. Tell me you voted. You better have voted for me. My future is in your hands. I want to be the next WWE champion. ECW champion. I hope you chose wisely. And thought hard about your decision. Because we're all counting on you. The WWE Universe. You really are in control. It's your vote. It's your choice. It's your voice. It's your pay-per-view. It's your night. The future is now. Is now. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to WWE Cyber Sunday. I voted. Well, the WWE superstars are telling you not to vote. Oh, they told us not to vote. What? Why would you do that? Evan Bourne said it was only about who could determine the next ECW champion. <laughs> and no one no one was worried about that. Oh, fucking Jesus. So yeah, the the promo package is like it's literally just them all like all the all the boys just being like, um, oh don't don't vote. Don't vote. It's only you can only choose between, like, three of these matches that are exactly the same. And then they kind of end it by going, like, wait a minute, you didn't vote? <laughs> it's pretty messy, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it starts off with, I think, CM Punk asking us if we voted. And then, basically, yeah, it transitions into, like, oh, don't, your vote doesn't matter. It's only to determine my future. And they're like, wait, it's to determine my future? Wait, your vote's really important. Please vote, do vote. <laughs> Please vote. I need, I need the match, otherwise I'm not going to get a payoff. Like, Jesus. But, like, th- these, like, opening segments have been, like, a little, like, 
They've been good, but they've been creative. They've been different. By, by creative, you mean like fucking weird. Yeah, like, they've just been like we went from I like was trying to be nice. We went from like Billy and, and oh, yeah, fucking the, little Jim. Yeah, Billy. Poor fuck you, poor Jim. <laughs> straight to like fucking oh, don't vote in this fucking thing. So we'll we'll get to CM Punk's um role in the show later because I found it hilarious. Yes, but. But, um, so they're really building this shit up. Like, they're like, democracy, now the WWE universe takes control. Well, that's like the gimmick of the pay-per-view, I suppose. Yeah. The same way they build up Hell in a Cell is like, demonic, demonic (laughs) sort of thing. You enter the demonic worlds of drugs inside (laughs) Hell in a Cell. I got involved in the demonic atmosphere of drugs. But, like, um, did you like the set? Like, the, the fucking Tron? It was weird to me especially we'll see when we get to the main event i think that some themes and entrances really didn't fit so basically the titantron was like shrunk and fit onto the screen of like a giant old one of those old pda things <laughs> it's like a that, samsung like a, from 2009 yeah, that would have like a stylus or something <laughs> and so it was like cool i get what they're going for but i don't think anyone was voting on their phone because wwe.com back then was probably not optimized for mobile <laughs> and you get charged like i remember like there was like a story of like one of my cousins like back in the old days of like data he like went on the internet on his phone and racked up like a ten thousand dollar bill oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all i, I heard about <laughs> like with fucking phones back in the day yeah. like oh no ten thousand dollar voice but yeah i think that it looked a little tacky and some entrances weren't suited for it. But I understood why they did it. Um, I just think that it would have probably been better, like, being on the side of the set as, like, a decoration. Oh, I get Like, it. if you, you probably don't remember, but at uh, Over the Limit <laughs> in <laughs> 2010... Christ, no They actually done. served... It served a purpose, because that was... The, the They had cars on the side of the stage, mm. like, for the entrance... And they were involved in the main event, but um, I think that sort of like side of the set decoration with two giant ones on the side and an all time Tron probably would have fit a little better. Well, like accessory Trons, when I think of that, I think of like the 2000 Smackdown set where it like you had the entrance and then off to the side you had like the oval yeah. with the Tron playing. Like yeah. that was cool as shit. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah. Well, anyways, it's fucking, um, oh Jesus Christ, here comes Rey Mysterio. Hey, and to open up the contest, the fans choose the stipulation for Rey Mysterio versus Kane. Will it be falls count anywhere, no holds barred, or two out of three falls? What did you think it'd be? I I didn't think people would choose two out of three yeah, falls. I was hoping for two out of three falls. Well, yeah, because you you'd like they'd go into it being like, ah, oh, it's cool, we'll do like a hardcore match, it'll be fine, and then they get there out there and it's two out of three falls, and you're like, fuck, well, what are we gonna do? You think that they'd have like three match plans for it? Well, like for, I read like in one of Jericho's books, they were talking about how like he voted on his opponent, right? Yeah. And and he like didn't know till he got out there, and then he was like, "Why tell me?" And they're like, "No, we can't tell you. The voting's still open." It's like <laughs> fucking Christ. Well, I mean, it showcases the ability of the wrestlers, I suppose. When um, especially when we look at some of the votes where the opponents are different, like that Chris Jericho one, where you have to like kind of plan a match around three different opponents. Oh, think... I've got to I've got to tell you about the dark match first. All right, tell me about the dark match. Because this is fucking... It was dark and I haven't seen it. It's hysterical. I only know about this because I looked at the Wikipedia page of the show, right? And, there, and it goes like, there was a dark match where Shelton Benjamin retained his 
uh, Retainers United States Championship over our truth and the fans got to like choose like one of three opponents like uh, someone someone and our truth wow descriptive uh, yeah I don't fucking <laughs> all I remember is like it was a dark match with two black dudes and I was like that, that's not good <laughs> that's not that funny you're just racist no but also like the Wikipedia description was it was a competitive match back and forth but then Shelton hit his pay dirt finisher for the win and under the match times, guess how long it listed it for some reason, like some arsehole was timing it. Guess how, 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 long, how long? Three minutes, 12 seconds. <laughs> Very competitive Very match. accurate. So, um, fuck, who did they... Oh, they chose No Holds Barred, Yay! the fans did. But no mask is on the line. So, no. again, like, Kane, that's how fucking boring no mask on the line is. You, you gave a little yawny voice. Yep. Like, fucking, I, I don't understand it. Because, like, in the last one, they're like, oh, Kane wants the mask. And now it's like, nah, Kane, Kane doesn't want the mask anymore. Well, he might. They just didn't want to put it in the stip. Okay. Well, uh, Kane comes out, and, and Ray does, like, his quick boy offense. You know, his... his, his... Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, he does, like, his kicks, the leggies. He, he bounces off the, the bottom two ropes because he's the a midget. original Daniel Bryan. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about Daniel Bryan? Oh, let's date this podcast some more. <laughs> no. Oh my god, I can't believe Daniel Bryan clear for competition. I was very happy, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. I was pretty pretty good. Uh, I wrote here, Ray almost kills himself off a dive, which... Yay, that's just a neck. That's just a Ray Mysterio thing. Yeah. yeah. And he no, like, he's small, though, so his neck, like, turtles. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a Brock Lesnar <laughs> where his neck just compacts. Yes. But yeah, like, um, Ray does his kendo stick stuff. Hits him with a cardboard stop sign and like yeah that was weird. Well, it's it's like you gotta get it. it's like hardcore from the two thousand. Like ah, uh, we get we gotta get like a, a cardboard stop sign. And it was like this is a very unremarkable match. Yeah, to be fair, I read here Kane is looking a bit husky. He's the new JBL, I guess. Yeah, this is his career down period. Um, I'm pretty sure most of his career is a career down period. Um for you to say that embrace the hate Jack. no like 2006 to like 2010 he was pretty just no mask bald <laughs> vaguely scary see corporate cane you love because he had a bit of hair on the oh, top yeah. right yeah but no this was um those four years were pretty rough on cane nah uh, it's 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 not it's it's not good um i just wrote here cane does some like big man shit and like throws a million like one kilo chairs into the fucking <laughs> ring and sets up in the corner goes for like the the rammy thing and just gets shit on drop toe hold into some stairs and then fucking chair shots and just the most basic no hold spot match you can think of yeah and then ray i mean you can't blame them for that because they probably had three different matches planned out but you know. yeah but at like two out like falls count anywhere no hold spot you think you'd have a similar place like like plan in place for that uh, yeah, I suppose, but... Mm. And then, like, he, he This does... is probably the most normal match they could have voted for. Yeah. And then, fucking, he, he hits a 619. Yeah. And he's splash and no, wins no. clean. Yep, but... It, like, if that ending sounded abrupt to you... Yep. Yeah, yep. it was just it like... Was ah. Quite, just like, uh, clicky the fingers. Yeah, and it was like, I, I... I was kind of surprised that Ray went over clean, because in the last one, they had, like, um the... The fuck finish with the chair and shit, you know, the... Yeah the DQ shit, but now they That doing... was a good finish to a match. Oh, it was great, but you'd think it'd build up into, like, one more with the mask being on the line, and then Ray wins clean, 
Or if the mask isn't on the line, Kane win, wins clean. Yeah. But, like, nah, Ray just fucking beats him. Well, like I said, Kane wasn't really too hot, so I don't know if... He but he's the big red machine. The best idea. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, up next is is part of your your favourite matches of the night, correct? Right. Yeah? Right. The Diva Halloween Contest. Yeah, boy. There's, there's no better way to utilise a women's division than have fans vote on whose costume is the sexiest. Sometimes I feel like I'm Jerry Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> You're smiling, but you should be very depressed. <laughs> So uh, I have a list of the uh, the costumes here, yeah. or at least how I wrote them down. I they're probably not that good. Uh, do you remember the costumes? Not the early ones. I I just wrote Michelle McCool. Holy shit! Oh yeah, she's a um an well they call her an army brat. That sounds a little weird to me, but she's basically <laughs> just dressed up like Skimpy Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> She's gonna support Iraq. I don't know if Army Brett is like a term that they use in America. But I don't know. It sounds a bit weird to me. It sounds a little odd. I uh Oh yeah, I wrote holy shit sexy Cena. She's she just, is. Yeah, she's dressed uh, up as sexy John Cena. Not really. She's, um, not. she's doing a salute. Yeah, she's doing the salute, but she's got camouflage, I'm not really. Michelle McCool jobs. is the Marine Three home front. <laughs> uh we had um Katie Lee, not incest. She was a Weird vampire, probably the... Yeah, no, I call this one the worst costume. There's another one coming up, but, but I, think... I think that one's the best costume. Uh, anyway, so she was just like a weird, like, sultry vampire, but Katie I... Lee can miss me with that. She's a sultry vampire. Yeah, no, it's like William Regal. Yeah, she's the William Regal of vampires. Yeah, no, I'm good on that. I'd fuck William Regal. Please, like... No. He's just, he's such a man, Jack. Oh, if you like. <laughs> uh, Lena Yada is a stereotype. Yep, she is just a weird, like, feudal Japan ninja sort yeah. of deal. She's, I, mean, I can't wait for that feudal I didn't feudal actually Japan know that anime. she was a person until this, but sure. I only know of her because I own the WWE encyclopedia and I just read it all. And it was like, <laughs> Lena Yada was on the Diva search and then she was an interviewer. And the encyclopedia caps at 2008, so it's just like, and she interviewed many people. I think she was in ECW at this point? Yeah, I think so. I think when they brought everyone over, she kind of just fell through the cracks. Mm. And then I wrote Candace is a prostitute for some reason. What was she dressed She as? is Marilyn Monroe. Ah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's of offensive of me. <laughs> She's going to fuck a president. <laughs> Uh, so backstage after... So, yeah, there's a bunch of different promos to them. They reveal four at a time until they've revealed all six. We're gonna go through each and every one of them. Yeah. Right until Jack pops a chub, it's great. Pops a chub. You know which one I'm gonna pop a chub for. (laughs) Fucking Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's go to the next one. We'll get to that. Um, no, backstage, um, Jericho Legacy is trying to, he's trying to suck some, um, some Manu dick. Trying to just get, he wants to oil himself up. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's he's like um. Uh, hey boys, remember how you killed a uh, CM Punk? You should do that to Big Dave. Yeah, do it to Batista. Yeah, that'll work exactly. And the then same. Ted DiBiase sees through his bullshit, which is impressive with Ted DiBiase because I didn't think he was that insightful. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the Marine too. In real life, I think Chris Jericho would have been able to easily, like, easily Jedi mind trick them into killing Batista. Well, it's like cr- Christians have a certain bond. Oh, yeah. DBRC is a Christian. Jericho is sort of a Christian. Christian Cage. Christian Cage? He's a Christian. 
And, you know, they just get together and he's like, look, Leviticus 18.22 says, thou shalt not attack CM Punk without attacking big, big <laughs> Davey Dave. Uh, and so, yeah, because Lance Cade's not dead, but he's out of WWE. Yeah, no, that so, was the last we saw of Lance Cade. Yeah, so he's got I no one. Was, so now yeah. he's just like, please help. I have to... Please. I have to wrestle Batista, I might get fucking injured, or I might injure him, I don't want this. <laughs> so, uh, Todd Grisham on stage, here comes Teddy Long and Tiffany. Turd Grisham! I love Turd Grisham! <laughs> but, like, honestly, the, um, the chemistry between Teddy Long and Tiffany is just... Mwah. Why didn't we get a live sex celebration with those two? Stop! <laughs> stop it! Teddy I just, Long naked. I, I wanted a genuine romantic storyline between the two, because... Why? Because they seem like a wholesome couple because you just have Teddy Long be like, oh, holla, holla, and Tiffany going, ha. No, if they had a live sex celebration, <laughs> Teddy Long would stop halfway through, grab Mike and be like, let's make this a tag team match, player. Oh, <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee in Oh, he rolls out of Ben's like, you're going one-on-one with The Undertaker. And Michelle McCool. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um... So I wrote, Teddy harasses Tiffany and introduces Matt Hardy. Yeah, boy. And literally, they they cut to the announce table. Matt Stryker's there and Todd Grisham is there and he's out of breath. He is. It's so funny. Todd Grisham literally just... Because the the Cyber Sunday stage is set up um, to the side of the Titantron. And Mm. this, obviously, is when the announce tables were at the other side of the ring. So, Todd Grisham hopped off that announce... And you can actually... When Ted Long gets introduced, you can see, like, Todd Grisham jump off, like, the uh, stage. And he's doing the hard yards. He runs all the way back around the other side, hops the security barricade, and then... He fucking ultimate warriors that He did. He was, like, Naruto running with the arms behind the back. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine ultimate warrior doing that anime run. (laughs) But, like, Todd Grisham, impressive. I can completely understand why he left. Didn't he go to ESPN to join, yeah, to join in, Coach and sexually harassing he's people? He's in ESPN now. Yeah, yeah. Like, coach left. Back to wrestling, obviously. He got fired. Coach. Yeah. No, he got... Uh, he thought he was going to get laid off, so he quit early. Okay. Well, I just know he was named in the sexual harassment thing. Yeah, but that was after he left. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good shit. Um... So yeah, they're voting for Matt Hardy's opponent, which yeah. is the thing I find the most interesting about these matches, because you have like the one where you're like, oh, fans will probably choose that, but it's good to have a backup plan. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming you wanted the fans to vote for the first option, Mark Henry. <laughs> and we can Unfortunately, have... Mark Henry got about 6% of the vote. Uh, the other choices were Finley and making his first pay-per-view appearance, Buddy Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne. He's sky high, boys. I yep, that's him. Some very high. This that's is why he's not in the company anymore. Oh, I love Evan Bourne so much. Just hearing him on podcast talk, talking about ayahuasca is my yeah. favorite. <laughs> but like, this is him with his shit theme. Like you, you remember his yeah. like his theme that he had, where it's like summer fun, Yeah, this one's. I joined ECW a week ago and John Johnson doesn't know who Jim Johnson doesn't know who I am John John Johnson is my favourite wrestler (laughs) oh Jesus Christ so I was just like yeah this is going to be this is going to be solid because I I like a good I uh, thought this one was going to be pretty neat yeah yeah so it it was cool 
it's good face versus face match. They're, they're doing, like, really cool shit. And, like, M- Matt's, like, this, I wrote Matt's looking a, a bit husky. Like, you mentioned, like, Matt was in his prime fat phase. I, he's not quite there, but he's, he's getting there. Oh, I don't know. I reckon he's in there. He's got a little bit of a tum. It's not, tum. it's not quite like him when he was wearing tights with the fucking key lock on it. Him <laughs> being, like, all fat and dejected, like. <laughs> Oh, my, my brother's addicted to drugs, and I probably am too. Fuck. But like, yeah, there's What's just him now. No, Matt Hardy. Oh, Jeff Hardy's just needs to like take an Uber. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy just has a little bit of weed when he's writing some ultimate deletion shit. Yep. Oh boys, but I I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, no, it's cool. They said they set a pretty good pace. This probably should have been the opener. And like, I do not disagree with that. And also, my favorite part of the match: abdominal stretch Yay! by Matt Hardy, or as Matt Stryker calls it, a surfboard bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love abdominal stretches. But yeah, they're like doing like loads of like counter shit and flippy shit, and it's like fucking Matt Hardy hits a moonsault and shit. Yeah, like, no, it's crazy. It was some good shit, and then like Bourne does his like all of his cool moves. Like he does his um his top rope. Uh, I think it's called Meteor Knees, where he just fucking jumps up and he just knees him. Like, yeah, no, head. that's wild. Yeah, and then he like um he heads up top, and it's like oh fuck, we're gonna get that sick shooting star press, and he misses it, and like fun, and he like looks like he just dies in the yeah. arms because he like just pfft, face plants. And Matt Stryker mentions first time he's missed the uh, the shooting star press. Yeah, because no one on ECW knows how to roll out of the way. Oh, I, I thought it would have been a cool thing, like um, like you know, like uh, Neville. Like, yeah. Like no, the, I don't know Neville. Who's no, Neville? no, no. But like the whole thing when he was like he had his run in NXT and a bit when he was on the main roster, they talked about how nobody ever rolled out of the way of the uh, Red Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was cool. Like on uh, up and top, now they do. Yeah, now everyone rolls out of the way of everything. His career rolled out of the way of success. So, like, he, like, misses the shooting star press, twist of fate, counter with a backslide, and then twist of fate, and then Matt Hardy continues his unremarkable reign, but with some decent quality matches. I thought the, uh, especially the end of that match was pretty sick. Actually, when, uh, when Evan was going up to the top for the failed shooting star press, Mm. it really tripped me out because Matt Stryker's on commentary, right? And mm. so, his climate is, you know, alright, Avon Bourne is a skinny, smaller dude with black hair, and so Stryker, he's climbing up to the top, and Stryker calls for his coup de gras, and I was like, wait, he's gonna do the coup de gras? No! And I was like, I got, I was like, wait, am I watching the right thing? Is that Finn Bella? What? <laughs> no! And then he does the shooting stuff for us, and I was like, oh, he meant it in the literary sense. I, I loved Evan Bourne <laughs> when he was fucking Irish, and secretly a demon. No, I, for a second, I was, like, really tripped out. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I feel like you're just, like, the Scott Steiner of podcasting, where you're like, skinny white dude, this is Finn Bella, right? It's one of these indie midgets. And, I mean, even on that backside, I actually really bought that Evan was going to win, even though oh, yeah. Taylor, and on the backside, I was like, holy shit, he's just going to win, and then he didn't, but... Well, it's like, it's, watching shows like this is good, because I don't remember shit from, like, this era and onwards for a little while, so it's like, did, 
did Evan Bourne have an ECW title reign for like a month? Yeah, and it's like, nah, I guess you So the, the note I wrote was uh, Matt Hardy shakes Evan Bourne's hand while he secretly runs off to murder his brother's dog. Yep, basically true. It's fucking weird. He hasn't pushed him down the stairs yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're waiting till next month. Oh, boys. But yeah. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we mention the Hardys for like the rest of this podcast, it's gonna be really fucking shit. I think I think the turn happens at either the Rumble or the one after actually, that. Matt Matt Hardy because Jeff's actually pretty cool. Yeah, Jeff's cool. With Matt, we just like mention every time because he's been like, yeah, I'm a babyface slapping tornadoes and having all right matches, except with Mark Henry. And I'm gonna go home and burn my brother's house down. Yeah, and like make everyone think that he's had a fucking drug relapse. Like, I can't wait for it to come out where it's like Jeff Hardy was like, um, was driving home, but Matt Hardy actually drugged his coffee or something. <laughs> Oh, they do not need to rehash that storyline. I think they need to rehash anything. So, like, good match. Um, but it's completely undone by another vignette for Bloody Halloween Costume Boy. It's good. Are you popping a chub for Beth Phoenix, the women's champion, is a knight? She No, she's like a gladiator. She's not a knight. She's got, like, a plastic sword and shit. Yeah, and she's got, like, the Roman chainmail skirt. Oh, okay. I thought she's she like, was... No, she's a, uh, she's a gladiator. I thought she was just gonna burst out, like, saying Jane and the dragon. Not quiet. I was, was... At least it wasn't, like, very objectifying. At least it wasn't this next one, which is terrible. Maria is a sexy furry. Yeah, <laughs> she's just, like, a bunny, but in that she, they put, like, rabbit ears on her and fairy boots. That's all. Oh, and she goes around eating carrots everywhere, and King pops a boner for it. I have I have to mention also, <laughs> didn't mention this, the entire time, the women are making sexual innuendos oh, on yeah. this PG show. Oh, like, yeah, not, pretty much. Not even, like, funny ones, just, like, really fucking awkward <laughs> ones. Like, she says, like, like, I don't know, like, I, I don't know what Maria says. Maybe she's like, oh, fuck like a bunny. <laughs> And then, well, uh, Kelly Kelly. What, what was she dressed as? She's dressed as a sailor. Oh. Her innuendo. What was her innuendo again? If you vote for me, I'll let you sail my ship any day. That's not even a good innuendo. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, that's not even like you can mop my deck. Like, what the fuck? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's good stuff, man. Well, uh, Todd Grisham's up there and... Now you can choose a fucking tag team match to take place. Yay! You can So it is... Oh yeah, you want to read these boys out? Uh, it is Mickey and Jamie... No- Mickey James and Jamie Noble versus Layla and Regal. Yes, there's there's actually been build-up to that on television. Crime Time versus Miz and Morrison. There's been build-up online. Or Punk and Kingston versus Rhodes and DPRC. For the titles. For the titles. Spoiler alert. Crime Time and Mor- and Miz and Morrison win the vote. And they were always going to win. It was... They got 58% of the vote. It wasn't even close. No, it was like fucking... And that's the right choice, because that's a good match. Yes, but the thing I found the funniest was CM Punk was in the original, like... He was in, like, the vignette at the start of the show, right? Yep. He was also... Have you seen the poster for the show? Yep. Yeah, it's Punk, like, doing his weird yeah. straight-edge thing with phones and shit, and he's, like, there, like, yeah, I'm a big star. This is his appearance on the show. He does not wrestle. He makes an appearance and gets shit on by, like, the fans. Because they didn't <laughs> want to see him in a tag title match. Yep. 
So yeah, Miz and Morrison versus Crime Time. Uh, I wrote I would have rather seen a title match, but this is cool. Like yeah. um, it was built on their web shows. Crime Time has a uh, word up, and Miz and Morrison have the way more memorable the dirt, dirt sheet boy. No, the word up is cooler. It's cooler because they do like a word of the day thing. It's fun. <laughs> I love how you love it because you just think it's really clever. It's like, it's on Word Up with the word of the day. It is pretty neat. Well, like, Miz and Morrison's show was way funnier, though. And they make a reference to, like, um, how in the dirt sheet they parodied fucking... <laughs> how they parodied? They, they parodied, um, like, Chad doing, like, a photo shoot in Puerto Rico. <laughs> And, like, what I, I read JTG's book, and apparently this is an actual real-life rib. Because they were on, like, a tour of Puerto Rico or somewhere, and apparently Shad took a company photographer and was like, Hey, company photographer, come to the beach with me and shoot my headshots while I'm in the ocean. And apparently, while, like, JTG and a bunch of other dudes were wa- watching, he was, like, going, yeah, I'm so strong. And he fucking fell on his ass and scraped his back on some rocks. Oh, no. <laughs> and everyone was just like, Shad, you're alright, but you're the shit. Like, that's oh, the rumor so... around this time. Everyone's like, JTG was very nice and respectful backstage. Shad was a bit of a dick. <laughs> oh, oh, but God. So, um... Apparently, JTG was on ECW Wrestling, so yeah. brand split doesn't mean anything. Cool. Whatever. Well, it never did. Oh, it's the start. Like, SmackDown and ECW swap superstars all the time. Yeah, but but also, like, Shad and JTG are raw superstars. Yeah, but, I mean... Well, no, what I meant is that the SmackDown and ECW traded superstars, and then, like, that's... You know, it's like the leak in the wall. It turns it all to shit. <laughs> And then they just kind of turn the brain sweat off. Like they're about to do in real life. Oh, not in real life. In the modern in, age. Uh, I, 2008 is not the real life. What, what's your ideal way of doing a brand split? If you had, you would, would don't, you... because I like seeing good matches on pay-per-views. See, like, I, I like the idea of a brand Having split. in your house match with all the shit wrestlers. In in, in your house pay-per-view. With all the shit wrestlers. Yeah, because that's the, the rub on the blind... The, the rub on the brand split is that the mid-card wrestlers don't get as much pay-per-view time. So you can just have, like, an in-your-house. Oh, yeah, in-your-house mid-card indie matches. Yeah, basically. All right, that's fair. Like, my, my idea is, like, I'd rather they have, like, one undisputed, like, world champion, right? Nope, sounds bad. No, no, but then, then like... they can't have champion versus champion matches. Oh, fuck, I love them so <laughs> much. When they happen one the one time of the year, when SmackDown and Raw's go head-to-head, you didn't play SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. By the way, this show's brought to you by SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. No, it's not. 2010. Play, play the road to WrestleMania where the Boogeyman feuds with The Undertaker and uses black magic to turn people into zombies. <laughs> Good shit. So, uh, what did you think of this match? Um, it was cool. Not much was happening. They had some trash talk. Yeah. It was fun. See, I thought it was, like, it was a good, like, quick-paced match, and they, Crime Time's matches are always, like, they hold my attention, because it's, like, JTG does some flippy shit, and Shad just comes in and beats the fuck out of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty regular stuff, I'm not gonna lie. Um, Yeah. Well, that's this (laughs) pay-per-view. They had a hot tag. That was fun. 
can't she wait for a tag cake. match with no hot tag. <laughs> it's like pancakes with no syrup. It just doesn't work. I love work. a hot tag. I love a hot tag on my pancakes. <laughs> uh, my Lawler dumbass line of the night. I love this. It's um. Is I don't even know if it's the one I'm thinking of. But, All right, uh, I'll I'll do I'll do mine. You do yours, and right. we'll see if it's the same one. Right. Uh, Michael Cole's like you know John Morrison is the shaman of sexy. Yeah. Jack, <laughs> Jack is nodding. Oh and, shit! And Jerry Lawler goes, "Huh, Michael." What the fuck's a shaman? <laughs> He's like, what's a shaman? I think Cole, Cole doesn't even get it right. He's like, uh, it's like a spiritual leader. <laughs> it's like a, like a Jim Jones. <laughs> yeah, like, but, what the fuck? But he, like, poisons his cult members <laughs> with sexiness. But, like, yeah, oh, I wrote here, Miz is still uh, dressed like a virgin. And are uh, Hawkins and Ryder still the fucking tag champs of SmackDown? I don't think so. So, maybe. Well, those belts have been, like, fucking MIA since, like, we've seen them. Yeah. Like, last, when fucking Hawkins and Yeah, and how long has that been? Oh, Jesus. It's probably, like, back to our first episode of the Great American Bash. It's been a long time. We haven't seen the SmackDown tag belts at fucking all. It's a far cry from the days of, like, Los Guerreros and Kurt Angle and Chris (laughs) Benoit. Yeah, Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, so, like, um... He, JTG would count as a double team. He gets like the hottest tag ever, right? Yeah. Because like JTG's hot tags are fucking great because he's like fucking yeah. And then uh, JTG just jumps on everyone and the ref is distracted and Ms. kicks Shad in the leg because they've been oh, yeah. working on the leg because it's fucking... Psychology. Let me tell you something about the psychology. Tell me something about the psychology. If you kick a guy in the leg for 20 minutes, the finish of the match has to be you kick him in the fucking leg. <laughs> and then, um, uh, Jomo hits the, uh, fuck, what's it called? The Moonlight Drive or the Midnight Drive. Yeah, something like that. He caught the Midnight Train, Corkscrew, Neckbreaker going, <laughs> and he's Oh, guys, don't you love Glee? <laughs> so, yeah, winners, uh, John Morrison and The Miz. Um, yeah. Yep, that happened. Good match, but, uh, painfully average. Yeah, it was pretty... Oh, I mean, we can say that about anything, can't we, really? Well, yeah, this this show is like one... Wait till we get to the next show, the next Painfully one's... average, the show. Painfully average, that's why they cancelled, like, all Cyber Sundays, because they're like, you know, it makes them painfully average. <laughs> but, uh, something that's not painfully average... Uh, <laughs> painfully average? Uh, guys, I don't know if you know this about me, but I can't function in real life situations. <laughs> I'm uh, very good at things. Tiffany is a sexy nun. Yay, that was weird. Did, did, I wrote she makes some sort of innuendo, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah, me neither. Um, oh, I think it's something about taking you to heaven with her. Like how she's going to go to bed. Suck your dick. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, I loved it when, like, like I went Wait, to... if Mickey James and Jamie Noble had been voted into the tag match, would she have wrestled in her, like, costume? You'd fucking love that one, you <laughs> sick piece of shit. The next diva is Cleopatra Brie Bella, which is actually pretty decent. <laughs> she sa- I think she says, I'll have you walking like an Egyptian or something. What the fuck? <laughs> don't, you, don't you just love it when a girl's such a good lay, 
the afterwards just like a straight week I'm, I'm at work I'm like scanning people's shopping and I'm just like oh no I'm looking like an Egyptian how do I feel in the bag my arms are just trapped like a fucking hand puppet it's awful that gotta fucking rise out of you Oh, you, me... you, you can't see it, but he's doing like, the uh, Egyptian hands thing. I make lots of hand gestures. Well. So, here's something that definitely got got a rise out of you. Natalia is a very aggressive, sexy cop. She's a police officer, clearly from like a southern town, because she's gonna like beat the fuck out of you. That's what she said. Like she's gonna like shove a nightstick up your ass. Like what the shit? And oh no, service. Eve Torres as a teenage <laughs> ninja turtle. She's Raphael, apparently. It's pretty good. Well, she says Raphael, but she's doing, like, the Michelangelo, like, shit. She's going, like, dude, pizza, but she's got the red thing. Yeah. Piss me off, because Raphael's, <laughs> like... If you remember from the Ninja Turtles, um, Leonardo leads, Donatello does machines. Yeah. Raphael is cool but rude. And Michael, cool but rude. yeah, and Michael, cool but rude, and Michelangelo is in fact the party dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was trying to be the party dude and cool but rude. <gasps> you can't do that. She's just, she, those are just the popular ones. This fan service is way off. <laughs> it's whack. It's, <laughs> it's fucking whack. So uh, we go to like a. You can vote now for Big Show versus Undertaker, which Yay. you thought the feud was over. Which I you, did. Which is a running theme for you being like, oh dear God, it's got to be over after this one, right? Right, boys? No. Well, I think that, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I was just going to say, I thought it was over. I thought it was goddamn over. But no, you, you love some... I, I, I love how at the start I was up to this, I'm like, oh, Big Show Undertaker. I, I've seen a couple of their good matches. No. no. So you could choose between a, a knockout match, an I quit match, or a last man standing match. Jack, can you please tell me the rules of a knockout match? I think it's when you get knocked out and you can't move for 10 or more seconds. Yeah, but that's a last <coughs> man standing match. It's almost like they're the same thing. Yeah, but it's annoying. <laughs> oh, at least with a street fight and an extreme rules match, street fight is like, I wore jeans to this match. <laughs> extreme rules is, I wore my, my jean looking tights to this match. Jeans. So uh, Jericho is backstage with uh, Great Carly, who I, I'm going to assume is babyface now. Because, like, we'll, we'll get to Great Carly as a great babyface later. But he's, like, backstage. Maybe this is his face turn. I don't fucking know. And, like, Jericho's like, Now listen, boy. I know your spine's not quite right. I know you like doing kiss cams and dancing like a fucking idiot. It's weird how he went from big aggro man to kiss cams in, like, two seconds. Yeah, but kiss cams is way fucking better. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. And, like, um, Jericho's like, You know, you could take out Batista if you wanted to. Remember that time? I, I don't know if he says that, but he should have said, remember that time Batista be, beat you in a Punjabi prison match? I don't match? think he says that. No, he should have said that, but instead he's like sucking his dick, which is at the same height as him just standing <laughs> up. And uh, Great Carly starts um, speaking, for lack of a better term. <laughs> he's like doing his lair. I, I'm just going to say, I don't think the Great Carly actually speaks Indian or... or <laughs> Hindi is the language of India, Punjabi right? Punjabi as well. They've got a few different dialects. Yeah, I don't think he speaks Hashtag any... Hashtag cultured. I don't think Greg Carly speaks any of them. I think he's just like... Going, <laughs> and then um, Rajin sings there, my favourite <laughs> underrated manager, and he's just like, 
the great Kali says, no! <laughs> and Jericho's just like, oh, damn it. Oh, I'm too grumpy, man. I'm too polite to punch him in the spine. Oh. Unfortunate. Um, I've he... been on a fact-finding mission. Oh, shit. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder are not currently the tag team champions. Oh, tell me a story about this. You were on your phone for a little while. Yeah, no, that's what I was looking up. I was trying oh, okay. to figure out the dates. Guess... I thought you were just keeping up Snapchat no, streaks no. and pictures of your child. Guess who the SmackDown tag champions are? Oh, Carlito and Primo are... The Colognes. Oh, the Colognes. Uh, yes. They have start About a fortnight before this pay-per-view, they started their 280-day-long reign. Holy Including unifying the tag titles at WrestleMania. Well, we're going to review the dark match at WrestleMania, yes, don't you worry? We are, don't worry about it. I that. have the DVD. I've got the dark match. You've got the DVD of WrestleMania 25? Yeah, hold on. It's um, it's actually right there. Oh, broken. I love that WrestleMania. A rivalry has become intensely personal as Triple H and Randy Orton fight oh, for Oh, I thought you were going to say this is the Colons and Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Colons and Zachary. I, I should tell you about... Colons. I was actually waiting to uh, spring this on the um, the next Ooh, don't uh, spring, pay-per-view. Don't spring on me too hard. No, 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 but this is this involves the colognes, right? Because yeah. I was like researching them because I was watching I was watching like the Raw. I think it was after um, SummerSlam, and it was like um, basically there's a backstage segment where Mike Adamley is there with Primo, and Primo is making his like debut on everything. Yeah. And Mike Adamley goes, I want to introduce you to the newest Raw signee. This is the brother of Carlito. It's Primo. And because Carlito's on SmackDown, so like, he's Primo. He's on Raw. And Primo is literally about to speak when Mike Adamley goes, wait. And John Cena's walking past and goes, John, John, how are you doing after your match with Batista last night? Are you doing all right? And John's like, I'm all right. I'm feeling a little bit banged up. I don't know if I need neck surgery yet. So just announce me if you're a scramble match. And I was like reading the Wikipedia mat, like page for like Primo, like like we all do at some point. <laughs> We've all been there, don't lie. The the Wikipedia page doesn't mention this segment, but it mentions he made his debut like in a he like did a, an interview where he was just started talking shit about Carlito. I mean, like Carlito has an ego and he thinks he's cool. But I don't have an ego, and he wrestled Charlie Haas who's in the middle of his I dress up as people because they have nothing for me gimmick. <laughs> and Charlie Haas comes out as, do you want to guess? Who? Charlito. Oh, no. Afro and all. And Primo just shits on him and beats him. And then and then the Wikipedia page goes, and the storyline was dropped, and Car- Primo next appeared on SmackDown, teaming with Carlito. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, the fucking Colognes. They have a great history. Can and Charlie Haas to ruin a t- storyline. I love Charlie Haas. I can't wait for um, Carlito to just magically transform into Epico and for them to become <laughs> fucking matadors. Oh. But here comes the best part of the show. Boys, here you comes think so. Santino Morella and Beth Phoenix. It is time to unleash the honker meter. That was hilarious. Do you, do you want to explain to all of our fans what exactly the honker meter is? So, Santino Morella, as you know, because we've covered it in a previous episode, is currently the intercontinental champion of the world. All of the land, not the ocean. All of the, the lands. All of the lands. And he is in pursuit of the, like, longest 
combined title reign holding week length amount of days sort of record. Oh yeah. And the honky tonk man currently holds that at like sixty three weeks. Sixty two, I think. Sixty two. And Santin is currently at eleven. So the honkometer is how many weeks the honky tonk man has held the title for versus how many Santino has held it for. And I gotta hand it to him. Pretty creative. I mean you don't see the flareometer when when Cena comes out and he's like, the title. "Hey guys, I have sixteen more championship wins." <laughs> but like, yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. I honestly thought they should have run with Santino for sixty-two weeks as the champion. I couldn't have coped with that. I could have Santino definitely. Santino is fun, but in moderate amounts. I think Santino should have main evented every show. But like Beth Phoenix comes out with him, she's not dressed as a sexy gladiator anymore. So Jack was disappointed. I was sad. <laughs> no, it's funny though. Um, so they come out and he's cutting a promo. Oh, you love like, the basketball references. I do. And he's like, um, he's talking about how, because they're in uh, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. And they, he's talking about how Arizona is where all like, the washed up people come. And then it cuts to Shaquille O'Neal in the later stages of his playing career, playing for the Phoenix Suns, and how he's like a big washout out because he totally was at that point <laughs> oh, in time. He oh, was. Oh, he was like a year of retirement. He was pretty terrible at that point. And um, I know. I just thought it was funny. Shaquille O'Neal sighting Shaq. See, I thought it was big fu- Shaq daddy. I thought it was funny because I don't know much about basketball. Here's my impression of Jack. Oh, geez, I love basketball. Like, uh- wow. <laughs> That's so accurate. I love basketball and rap music. But, like, um, the the thing I loved about this segment is Santino called Shaquille O'Neal, who calls him Shazam O'Neal. <laughs> and that's the one thing I know about Shaq, is that he was in Shazam. Yeah. And then it just cuts to Shaquille Not O'Neal. he's got five NBA titles or anything. And it just, I have no clue, but it just cuts to Shaquille O'Neal in the crowd, and Santino's like, oh, no, boys. And Shaquille is there... He doesn't look grumpy, he's just looking like he's smiling, but if you look behind the eyes, he looks dead inside. Yep. He looks so depressed. (laughs) So, you get to vote for Santino's opponent, and all of these are former Intercontinental Champions. Which is pretty neat. Yeah, I I kind of enjoyed that. You could vote for Roddy Piper. They're kind of treating them all as, like, washed up Intercontinental Champions. Except, except the fact that Goldust ends up coming back and, like, Yeah, well, no, that's the thing. I thought years. that, like, like, all right, Goldust at this point, I'm like, all right, Goldust is a bit old. Like, right now, in yeah. 2018. But, like, a decade ago, they were being like, oh, how washed up is Goldust? Pretty old. Well, I mean, he got off the bills, like, off the bills and poos. <laughs> what? He got off the pills and poos. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> Shut up! I'm not. I'm not good at functioning. But um, yeah, so you could vote on Roddy Piper, Goldust, or the person that no one should have voted for except Santino has the honky meter. It's the, the honky tonk man. He's cool. He's cocky. He's bad. He's the honky tonk man. That's true. He's All good. of that. Uh, so of so, course everyone votes for fucking honky. Oh. Oh. They don't, because, alright, Goldust oh, had 31... Well, I didn't have the percentages. Goldust oh. Gold had 31%, Roddy Piper had 34%, and Honky Tonk Man had 35%. Oh, so was it... So, t- really, it was almost a tie. I mean, I... Like, who would you have voted for? The Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> See, like, I... So, I, Honky comes out. 
Oh, fuck. This segment's he amazing. He starts talking shit to old Santino. He's like, dance for me, Santino. Santino does like a... Well, week. no, first he says, you'll never be as great an intercontinental champion as me. Which, I would like to point out, Honky Tonk's man... Honky Tonk... The Honks Tonks. Honky's gimmick, while he was champion was that he sucked, and he was terrible, and he'd, like, get DQ victories and shit. That was his gimmick. And then when he lost to Ultimate Warrior, just shat on him. Yeah. That was the gimmick. And he's saying to Santino that Santino's worse than him. <laughs> and he just starts talking shit, and he's like, starts fucking dancing. So we have a dance-off. Dance-off. So Honky starts dancing, and I'm just like, holy shit. He looks as terrible as holy he did in shit. the 80s. No, but he looks like he's doing the old Elvis dance, everyone loves it. It's a bit of retro, I guess. You know what I love about Elvis, man? What? He's fucking retro. Yeah, well, he is, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what's fucking retro. <laughs> I, I, I think we're at the point where it's like shit from the early 2000s is retro. Yeah, well that's university students, isn't it? That's hey us. guys, do you want to look at my Simpsons t-shirt? Oh, it's ironic. Oh, it's so erotic, it's painful. This is my Mr. Sparkle shirt I spent $30 on. Oh, I can't eat for the rest of the week. Oh, I can't this afford avocados anymore. Is it worth it, We shit on ourselves because we love ourselves. I don't know about that. No, we hate ourselves. Yeah, we're, we're very self-hating millennials. Yeah, boy. So, basically, like, they challenge him to a, to a dance-off. Santino does his fucking... Weird dance, like his Italian man dance. Modern Euro trash <laughs> electro dance. It was, I thought it was better than Honky's dancing, but maybe <laughs> that just shows my shit taste in dancing. And then... Uh, a fun fact about the Honky Tonk Man. Oh, Jesus was Christ. offered a spot in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, the, this... And rejected it. Like, I don't... I still don't know why. I'm Honky Tonk Man's one of the guys where I haven't watched that many shoot interviews on him, so I should watch some more. Yeah. Because... This was also his first time wrestling as a face since entering the WWF for the very first time. He was a heel before, and he was a face before his entry into the WWF, and then as soon as he hit in like 1985 or something, he was a heel all the way up until 2008 in this match. That's that is interesting because you'd think maybe he had like a like a thing like beforehand, like a special appearance, but no, nah, he was too busy. Um. Talking about how Rick Rude killed himself because he chopped off his dick. Yep, pretty wild. That's the only honky shoot interview I've seen, boys. And for my final fun fact, he is Jerry Lawler's, one one Uh, of Jerry Lawler's first cousins. You know what that... And then when I found that out and I was looking at him, I was like, "Uh, I can kind of see it. If you look look for it, I think you can kind of tell they look a bit similar. Well, this is why Honky Tonk Man should be depressed, because he is technically related to Brian Christopher. <laughs> so it's like, oh man, boys. So um, Santino gets a cheap shot, and yep. I forgot there was a match going on, and I wrote, this is somehow funny, terrible, and depressing. And um, Phoenix does like a distraction, yeah, but it was weird. a DQ. Well, no, what happens is that so Honky's running the ropes, he's being an Irish whipped or whatever, and Beth does this thing where she's staying on the outside and she grabs an ankle and oh, he yeah. falls on his face. That's not and a then, DQ. And then the ref rings the bell, and I was like, it's the most obvious DQ I've ever seen because she just grabbed him. Yeah, but like that happens all the time where you like grab the foot, it's not a DQ. Anyway, Santina gets fucking filthy at him. Yeah, he just berates her. Yeah, they both go and she's like, what are you doing? Go to the back. Just 
<laughs> this is a great Santito impression. <laughs> is literally just like a thirteen-year-old boy <laughs> in an Italian man suit. <laughs> so, so yeah, so they're heading to the back. Yeah, and then out comes uh, who comes out first? It's uh, I think they're both at the same time. Oh no, Goldie comes out first, okay. and then uh, Roddy comes out. And, um, like, they, one, like, Roddy, like, spits gum at him, and they just beat the shit out of Santino. And I was like, fuck yeah. Good stuff. Like, they, like, Roddy does, like, his punches because his finisher was a sleeper, so he can't fucking do that. And lies down. Gold Gold Dust does the final butt, you know, the the swingy thing. And then Honky hits his garbage neck breaker, where he's like, yeah, boys. The funniest thing, though. All right, so Honky (laughs) hits his, like, uh, rock and roll, whatever it's called. Shake, rattle, and roll. Shake, rattle, and roll. And then he gets... And the Gold Dust... Gold weird thing today is that he's been wearing, like, a Marilyn Monroe wig, but it's, like, longer. Mm. So... He's had this like blonde wig on like all night. And so he comes out wearing the gold wig and, but when he hits the final cut, of course it falls off because it's not actually on properly. And that's a pretty cool maneuver. What a maneuver. And so honky does the shake, rattle and roll. And then as he like goes to get up, he steps on the wig and like falls over. And it looks like he's like torn his ACL. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you got me. Gold dust, <laughs> gold dust turns heel. <laughs> As I wrote down here, that was a strange segment. It was. But eh? we actually go to, sadly, one of the highlights of the whole night, I think, after this. An ad for WrestleMania 25. See, here's what pisses me off about WrestleMania 25. Not the fact that it was a bitch here. But as, as we'll so find out. Good. Well, we'll find out when we get, when we get we there. We disagree so much on this. We'll, we'll get to it, boys. But, um... They, they say it's the 25th anniversary. It's pla- it's on the fucking DVD. It's on the stage. It's the 25th anniversary. It's not the 25th anniversary. It's the 24th anniversary. Wow, you and every wrestling fan ever has pointed that out like so much. WrestleMania 1 wasn't the first anniversary. You're so individual in for, uh, like pointing that out. Lewis. It just pisses me off. I don't oh. like it. Oh, you're so edgy. I, I think this ad is quite well done and suitably epic for the occasion. I don't even remember the fucking ad. It was, was. pretty neat. Oh, that was pretty good. Man. Yeah. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to Fun Facts with Jack. Hey, I did my trio of fun facts on the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> you get your own fun damn facts. Oh, I'm sorry, I was too busy paying for this podcast. To oh. Be oh. Hey, hey, guys, support us on Patreon. Support us on our Patreon. I'll go to Patreon. It does not exist. Go to patreon.com slash cumsack. <laughs> So, um, yeah. More divas. Oh, no. Maurice is a sexy French maid. Who this, saw that coming? That was the least PG thing <laughs> on this show. On my notes, it just says, French maid Maurice, brackets, nice. <laughs> she literally, like, she's not even, like, like hiding the fact that it's, it's a sex like, thing. Yeah, no, it's just, like, a sex costume. Yeah, it's literally, like, she went down to the to the, the Hobart, like, underground adult yeah. basement and bought, like, <laughs> a French maid. You ever been there, boy? I haven't, but I know where it is. I've been there. Shout out Josh Alexander. Seen him come out of there. <laughs> Am I going to have to bleep someone's name? <laughs> no. No, we're just going to keep his last name in there? No, it's a bit generic, isn't it? Uh, it's pretty generic. Alright, fine. I'm not going to beep Don't. Alexander. Next but... up. No, no, but there's oh, more. Oh, no, you've got more for, more for French Bay Marie's. Yeah. She said, I like it when things get dirty. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep, it's just sexy. Yep. Yep. But then Layla 
is a good pun. Princess Layla, anyone? That was actually clever, but what annoyed me was she went, she got her costume and then she just went down to like fucking chicken yeah. feed or the reject <laughs> shop and bought like one of those little blasters. Yeah, that no, was so like that, a, mine is pew. Princess Layla with the worst knockoff blaster ever. <laughs> it's, it just goes like pew, 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 pew. You couldn't, you couldn't spring for like a real costume. Like, no, it doesn't even have to be like that good. It just has to make not like shake like and rattle when you like touch it. <laughs> it's literally chicken feed. She grasps onto it. It looks like it's going to fucking Chicken feed is bend. the most niche reference by the way no one's gonna understand that right let me tell you a little bit about tried the most like cheap generic shop around you like dollar shops it was it was dollar shop their mascot was a chicken holding a sword and the song was chicken feed bargained with a smile that's not even close to all of it no, I just I just remember Chicken that feed bit. has all you need because the dogs oh, go a long, long way. Fuck, <laughs> fuck. Let's just talk about Victoria song because there'll be more of a singer. Oh wait, wait, wait! Is Victoria next? Yep, she's on there. Yes, the best costume. The audio just <laughs> has been spiking over here. All right, all right. I need to I need to take a breath for a second. Victoria is dressed as the guy from the peanut butter. Jelly time video. <laughs> she is in a banana costume. It's not even close to sexy. It's just she... like her in a banana. She has maracas. Yeah, she's like... And she literally just goes, Peanut, peanut butter, butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Where you at? Where you at? Where you go? And she's just <laughs> rattling her shit about. And I'm just like... Listen, wait. I... I know Halloween costumes are all fun. You're 14 years old. You need to have a wank to something. Because your mum put a blocker on the internet. So you get the Halloween costume. And it's Victoria going, Where ya? Where ya? And then you rip your dick off. And that's how people get castrated. <laughs> it's not fun. The biggest crime of the whole year was the Victoria... Oh, I'm the spoiler right now. Victoria does not win the Divas costume competition. Oh, no. But, uh... Up and, and the, the next diva, is Mickey James as Lara Croft, and I is... and I wrote good dedication to the original games because she has just gigantic tits. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like never seen the old like Lara Croft where like a game designer was literally just like, I'll design boobs <laughs> and I'll design boobs. a woman around them. <laughs> I would have rather... She's got the guns and everything, too. Yeah, yeah, I would have preferred she went, like, full ball, like, real dedication, and she put, like, cardboard boxes in her bra so her boobs were, like, squares. Polygons. (laughs) Polygon tits. Oh, I can't wait to re-release shirts, and one of them just says polygon tits. (laughs) Jesus Christ. so that's the end of that segment of Divas. And on to a vignette for Big Show vs. Undertaker. Oh, it's a shit,
WWE World Champion Chris Jericho, to the great Khali, to the Undertaker, no man has gotten up. No one ever will. Ever. Now, Undertaker, you interfered with me in a WWE Championship match. I was about to become the next WWE Champion. The Undertaker! He's here! The Dead Man is here! Big Show. Big Show. You think you have sealed my fate. But it is I who have sealed yours. And I alone Destiny. Did this fist knock you, stupid? Cyber Sunday, there's gonna be three options for me to destroy you once and for all. Option number one is a last man standing match. The man that cannot reach the bell before 10 count loses. And that's how a winner is determined in a last man standing. Option number two is an I quit match. Two words in which The Undertaker has never spoken, which I will be happy to oblige him. Say I quit! I quit! And option number three is my personal favorite, a knockout match. There's an old saying that says, didn't know what hit you? You're gonna know exactly what's hitting you. This is going to end very badly, badly, badly. Yep, that's all you have to say about it. I just wrote music, so fucking lame. Um, apparently, Undertaker cost Big Show a match with Big Trips, Triple H. Well, now. Can you see why we're not watching the Smackdowns? Yeah. Finnest roster Rose, in history. Rose decent right And now? the Smackdown Brian Kendrick is isn't even making appearances. Yeah. Like, it's it's it sucks. So the vignette ends, and then old Chavo wheels Vicky onto, the, like, the... Um, <laughs> Holy shit. Wheels her onto the uh, She's in a Sunday wheelchair, stand. like, for, like, two different periods yeah, for, no, like, ages. Holy shit. Didn't she get out of her wheelchair to, like, be, like, Undertaker? I'm sorry. Yeah, and then he gave her, like, a tombstone or something, so she went right back in. (laughs) Back to the wheelchair (laughs) you go. So, like, um, the the fucking... It was last man standing match, because we... Yeah, they had three different varieties they could have had. Knockout match got 9%. I wanted to see what they would have done for a knockout match. Like, what I would have... Exactly the same thing. Yeah, but I would have preferred it if they did something really fucking wonky, like they put like a like one of those heart rate like straps on both their arms. <laughs> That's so that'd be so like such a thing to do. This is a Russo swerve. Like gimmick the heart rate monitor. <laughs> boop 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 boop. Oh, Undertaker's dead. Yeah, he doesn't no, have a <laughs> no. <laughs> it'd be so good if they strapped it on and it was a zero. <laughs> and he just shits on the bitch. <laughs> This match goes for way too long. Oh, also, Chavo's got a funny shirt on. Oh, yeah? Yeah, looks like a Cosby shirt. Basically. Yeah, it's funny. So, it's a last man standing match. Yeah. Um, and um, I wrote, this is my dream UFC fight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Da-da. 
It's pretty good. Big show. Big you show say pretty good. No, I was talking about the spot that I'm about to describe. Oh, the sp- it was one bit of the good. match was pretty good. Oh no, this isn't even that bit. <laughs> okay. Big Show like grabbed like a steel chair, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you, Undertaker." <laughs> and Undertaker did the old, "Ah, oh, I see you're holding a steel chair right in front of your face. I know, I'll punch the chair." Oh, that was the shit. Like, he, like they were brawling in the. Cr- this match actually wasn't that bad because they like they're brawling over the place and they're like. Taker's in the crowd. Yeah. And Big Show's like... Big Show's not, because he's too fat to get over the barricade. <laughs> and you just see a fucking fist from the crowd just go, boy, <laughs> and just punch a chair. <laughs> he just punches a chair. And I'm like, holy shit, that's cool as hell. But like, then we go to the actual good spot in the match. Oh, this is... Like, it's actually pretty decent. So Undertaker's yeah. on the outside. He's... All flabbergasted. Because he's old. Yeah, and he's about to hop the barricade to get back in. And then um, Big Show's like, no you don't. And then Undertaker's standing on top of the security barricade. And Big Show gives him the old, ah, choking you round the neck. Because I'm going to slam you. Because I'm a for sure choke slam. And so he gets choke slammed through the announce table that is next to the security barricade. Which is... Did he get choke slammed? Yeah. I thought that fucking... Did I just imagine this? Or did Taker do like a fucking leg drop or something? No, no leg drops here. Alright. He gets ch- he, he gets um, Big Show choke slams him through the announce table. Okay. Yeah. Yeah? It's been way too fucking yeah. long to watch this show. <laughs> I know, I just... Yeah, no, that's one thing I wrote down because it was like the spot of the match I, I felt like anyway. Well, like, this match was like... It had, like, good spots, but it went way too long. Yeah. And, like, I love how they, like... They do, like, shit through the announce table. And then they're like, oh, man. Big show. Uh, Taker gets up at, like, like eight. Oh, fuck. Oh, also, a comment about the network for this event. Oh, okay. Fucking shit. So, the event... You know how they've got the event markers? In, yeah, like, yeah, the like the match bar. markers. Oh, yeah, yeah they didn't no, fucking... They normally they have a marker for the finish start and finish of a match. Mm. This one they didn't have any markers for the finish of the match. They didn't have any markers at all for the WWE Championship match. So if you just look at it, it looks like it was take a show went for like forty five minutes and then we got to the like last match. And also the start of the um the very first event marker is like a second into the pay per view. And it's for the main event of the last pay-per-view. <laughs> like, it's so fucked. I have a I, lot of stuff to say about the network as a whole in terms of usability, but this event well, well, especially if you look, if you look very, If you look very closely at the crowd, you can see Chris Benoit sitting in the front <laughs> row holding up a sign saying, I am a conspiracy victim like Chris <laughs> Jericho from WCW. Um, anyway anyway this match is like I was gonna say it's fucking like it's it's like they they do like the choke slam through the table as he said and Taker like gets up and then they like they brawl around for a bunch and Taker does his shit punch <laughs> and literally I researched this I was like why is his punch so shit looking he's the best pure striker in WWE no that's Undertaker yeah no I was talking about Big Show's oh, KO I, punch I think he said on T I don't know I don't fucking know. We're both tired boys. Yeah. We've been busy with university. And oh, fucking going, university. Going out to nightclubs and picking up chicks. 
But, like, he does his shit KO punch, which I found out he does really lightly because he's actually afraid he'll murder someone if he does it very hard. <laughs> Just I'm so strong! I've got a big feast. Did you like the uh, finish of this match? Oh, what was the fucking finish? Like, um... Uh, cool. He gets he sits up with, off after the KO, because yeah. they have to sell that the KO punch is more devastating than going through a table... And, um, Charlotte grabs another chair, fucking hits him in the face, tries to pick him up, and Hell's Gate! Yeah, yeah that, no, was, cool. that was, that so was a, that was a good... He's on, take this on the ground or whatever, and then Bisha's like, I'm gonna come and get you up! And then he Undertaker. traps him into the Hell's Gate, and, like, five seconds later, show's tapping. Like and, a little bitch. And ten seconds later, he gets motionless. And mm. so the rest starts to count as the show is out cold, mm. from being choked. And take it, the ten count is take it staggering around vaguely like on his knees and then it's like nine and then he gets up to both feet ten and then he's the winner and then he falls right back over (laughs) (laughs) holy shit i i yeah i really enjoyed that finish what i enjoyed more what i I enjoyed more is like the camera goes to like big show's face where he's passed out and he's just dribbling all over the place oh when he got put in the uh when he got put in the hell's gate too you can see a lot of spit flying around i was like ew (laughs) This is when it's like the don't try this at home. It's like bodies have been broken. Oh, just People have been covered in, in the mouth by a shirt. <laughs> oh. You catch his giganticism. It's not fun. But like, <laughs> anyway, so that's that. I well, guess. that was how um, Big Show was born, actually. Did you know that Andre the Giant spat in the Big Show's mum's mouth? Oh, yeah. That's how that happened. Yeah, and then in the feud with like the big boss man, where the big boss man was like, you're a bastard because your mum... Got spat on by Andre in a table. The Fuck. next segment <laughs> is my Chris Jericho pre-pressuring Mike Adamly sucking his dick. Be like, Mike, you have to listen to me. General managers have to make the right decision, and yeah. this is not the right decision. No, you got to put me in a table. And Chris match. is like, how spineless do you think I am? Um, Mike is like, how spineless do you think I am? And Chris gets like a text, and he's like. Don't worry about it, Mike. Anyone no, he's can... not texting. He's, like, voting in the poll. No, he's, like, get... he got a text. From who? From the person that you runs in in the match on his behalf. Oh! Oh, yeah, there is a running. Did I... you make the connection? No, I didn't get... Do you think that Mike was telling him off and he was like, don't worry about it, Mike, I'm just going <laughs> to vote in the poll. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> all right. I literally... <laughs> I didn't get the subtext. I had no idea why the person interfered later. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Honestly, the subtlety of oh Cyber Sunday 2008's just gone whoosh, way over my head. Oh shit! Yeah, he just voted in the poll. Was like, ah, it's all right. I thought he was voting in like a match. He's like, it'll be fine. Fucking mismatch. <laughs> they aren't even matchups. They're special referees. Oh yeah, I thought he was voting on like like maybe voting for Randy Orton. To be special. Like, Randy likes me. It's fine. Randy Orton was like the least popular vote of any. No like, shit. He's a dickhead. Yeah. He shits in people's bags. Next up, it's culmination of the Divas! Back on its Taz! Oh my god, I just feel like Jerry Lawler all the time. No, I just feel like Taz all the time, because I just hear... Boop, boop, boop. Imagine, like, in, like, the 2000s when, like, Taz debuted and he was, like, such a badass. And he's, like, the Titan was like... Boop, boop, boop. And then the Titan in front of him just choking people out is just him at, like, various diva things. Because he was always the judge of, like, bikini contests yeah, for weird, some reason. Yeah. Why would they pick Taz <laughs> to make it, like, less weird? Because if Lola was there, he'd just start, like, drooling. Just have a fucking another heart attack on Raw. Like, 
So, yeah. so all the divas come out. He's like, here comes the divas. Now, and I they wa- all came out. But the thing is, yeah, they're really bad with their timing. Can so I, I, have to, all right, can I just say, in advance... This is the worst segment I've ever seen this in the history great. of wrestling. I love this. No, it's so so, so they come out in order of how they appeared in the vignettes. And what happens when they get to about Beth Phoenix is that they... Oh, the, actually, no. All right. So Candice Michelle's Marilyn Monroe comes out first. And that was kind of cool because she stood over the Evan and then they blew like wind up her skirt and she did like the pose. Oh, yeah, you fucking love no, that. No, not in, like, a perverted way, but just in, like, that's, like, pretty iconic. Anyway, yeah. so they get to about Beth Phoenix, and they're all doing these poses relating to their character out front, but they're sending the divas through too quickly, <laughs> so there's, like, a line of, like, they should be coming out one at a time, posing, and then going down the ring. There's, like, five divas all behind each other, like, doing the thing, and so the, when they get to about... Um, Victoria doing her like peanut butter jelly tongue thing they like stop the line for about five seconds and then Canada, and then Victoria goes and then they're like oh shit Natalia you go out and so Natalia goes out and then then they all come out and they've got the same problems as before where there were too many divas <laughs> so like it just I don't know that was the funniest bit that they can't even like organise like a timely entrance <laughs> oh it was so bad and then they um they all get in the ring i um i wrote here kelly is a like because i didn't know what to get i forgot what a costume it was before because i didn't write it down here i wrote kelly is a sailor moon cosplayer <laughs> question mark i don't so know so taz is like let's see the winner oh, this is fuck Lindsay award for the longest damn drum roll of all time this also it's wins like 20 the award this wins the award for the most quiet I have heard a crowd at a pay-per-view. They got pretty loud when the winner was announced. Who is? Oh, it's Mickey James. It's Mickey Croft, Lara James. It's Mickey. I'm wearing a, like a she... tank top and a push-up bra, and I got all the votes. <laughs> and she actually looked generally surprised to win, which I thought was cool. She was like, oh, what? I it's won. because everyone backstage at the time was calling her a fat piece of shit yeah. because it's WWE, and they're like, ah. And so she was doing poses with the guns, and, and then... then Victoria wasn't very happy. <laughs> Hits her with the fucking maracas. Yeah, she throws her maracas at her, <laughs> which then turns into just a face versus heel brawl, and the face is clear the heels out. It is ring. the most awkward brawl I have <laughs> ever seen because they're like brawling, but they're very unsure. So you've just got some like face and heels just kind of staring at each other. Like, what are we supposed? My favorite to do? part is like, um, I think it's Eve throws like one of the maracas that were left in the ring at Victoria as she's like crawling away from the ringside <laughs> and shit. she's like yeah bitch <laughs> yeah bitch is your fucking maracas <laughs> but yeah and then all the baby faces pose very awkwardly in the ring yeah it was kind of weird but up next Brie Bell was robbed Cleopatra should have won why I don't know it was kind of cool walking like an Egyptian oh boning like an Egyptian <laughs> man Oh, Jesus. I just came up with the most fucked up thing to say on the podcast. And this is... Bonding like an Egyptian. No, no, This is going to become possibly like a very long beep if you're listening to the podcast. But it's like walking fucking like an Egyptian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for beeping that, future Lewis. (laughs) I hope you do. Yeah, I don't want that on my record. (laughs) Holy shit. Alright, next up. The most important vote in the You wouldn't know... If this was on, if you're just looking at the fucking event, event markers. Oh, poor bastard. It's he had to watch the whole big show Undertaker. Triple H versus question mark. Question mark, question mark, question mark. It is either 
Jeff Hardy, or wait, Vladimir, or Vladimir Kozlov, or a triple threat with match. both of them. And of course, all right, all right. why would you think that anyone would want Kozlov anywhere per- near a the match? The percentage is hilarious, right? <laughs> Starting from like the bottom, all right, Kozlov got five percent. <laughs> The triple the triple threat got thirty eight percent. Jeff Hardy got fifty seven percent. Oh my god! Why would you even like bother? Why wouldn't you be like? Oh, the funny thing is that the fans voted against this like so hard, and then next pay per view it's the triple threat anyway. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Is it a triple threat? Is it a drug on a pole match? <laughs> Who knows? So um. I honestly thought I this is my I'm only... over this matchup by this point. Yeah, I thought I'm this fucking was done with this, this. I honestly thought last month was... was meant to be the last chance at the brass ring. And no, it's not. It's not. I thought it was it was all the things that were a bit bad about the last match. The last matches. Oh <laughs> no, like the one from like um was the last one where he like did the swanton and he got cradled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that match I loved. But it did have, like, your general, like, oh, chain wrestling forever. And it was acceptable to me because it was like, oh, I haven't seen this matchup before. This is interesting. But, like, Jesus Christ, there's so much chain wrestling. Yeah, it's... Like, I know I say, like, a lot, like, a couple matches each pay-per-view are just, like, nothing happens. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, sometimes just shit all happens. Mm. It's the most generic stuff ever. Yeah, like, oh my god, Jeff Hardy's the underdoge. Yeah, it's the same shit. See, we'll get, we'll get to was, next month because... This like, was yeah. one match too many for this feud. Oh yeah, but like, we get to like next month with the triple threat and in the vignette, the, the build-up for Jeff Hardy in that period is way better than this bit. Yeah. Because like, in the, in the next bit, they're like, oh, he's showing some edge here. Maybe he's going off the deep end. He's <laughs> going crazy. And this one's like, I'm Jeff Hardy. And I'm gonna win the Dub Dub E Championship because they didn't want to give D. Brian Kendrick a championship match. Do you know why? This is this is welcome to Fun Brian Kendrick facts with Jack and Lewis. Do you know why the Brian Kendrick didn't get put pushed harder? Why? Because you may you may not know this. You may not realize this from from just Kendrick's general demeanor. But D. Brian Kendrick liked to smoke a bit of weed. <gasps> what? I know. And he tells a story, because apparently back then, they, I don't know if it's still the same now, but apparently they didn't suspend for weed, they just fined you. Yeah. So, he's called into, like, John Laurinaitis's office, and John Laurinaitis is like, you, you didn't piss clean again, we're gonna have to fine you. And he's like, okay. And he's like, Brian, this is the tenth time we <laughs> fined you. You could have bought a car in this time. And do you know what Brian Kendrick's word-for-word response was? What was it? I have a car. I just want to get high. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Brian Kendrick's my boy. (laughs) Nice. So, yeah, this... Well, as for this match... Yeah, and the commentary was sucking, like, Triple H's dick even more. There was a fun spot, um... I think Jeff was climbing up to kind of maybe do a moonsault or something off the top right. Oh, he's whisper in the wind. Oh, yeah. And Triple H is just like, well, no, and pushes him. Oh, he him just like, shoves yeah, him. Yeah, no, he shoves him like off the turnbuckle, like outside of the ring. <laughs> so, like, just fuck off. I'm taking it back. I love this match. Watching Jeff Hardy's life get shortened in <laughs> real time is very interesting. Then, actually, another thing that interests me was uh, about halfway through the match, 
Triple H puts uh, Jeff Hardy's submission mover, which looked remarkably like the Crippler crossface to me. Yeah, yeah, Triple H was using the crossface for yeah. ages. Him and Sean were using yeah, it. Yeah, but, like, uh, are we really doing that? I no, literally, in, like, it started, like, in O's... Because, like, this... Because yeah, the I... Benoit shit happened last year, right? Yeah, 2007. Yeah. Happened... yeah. No, didn't it happen 2008? No, two thousand seven because okay, it was um because it. it was um I still think it was Vengeance Night of Champions. I still think that it'd be in bad taste for someone to do it like now, let alone a decade ago. Well, Brian uh, Brian does a kind of crossface looking thing. Well, yeah, but it's just like the label lock. It's not like like Triple H is full doing the cripple cross. Yeah, yeah, like literally about now. And in later years, both Triple H and Shawn Michaels adopt the Crippler crossfaces. Dodged. I don't know. It was just not to me. It's, it's like, a cursed uh... move. Triple H is going to murder his family. It's not going to be good. <laughs> but um, do you just want to go to the finish? Well, I was going to say, with the amount that Jeff has dyed his fucking hair, I'm amazed his hairline isn't receding like Sasha That's goddamn true. Banks. Well, like, you can see what he looks like now. No, he's just got his wonky <laughs> facial hair, now, which is beautiful. Um. So. Yeah, what was the finish again? The finish was Jeff going for two swantons. Oh, fuck. Because now some continuity. Last time, he went for a swanton. Triple oh, H yeah. cradled him. So he hits a swanton. He's like, fuck, got to get uh, old H-E boy. He goes up for a second one. On the second one, the game apparently is conscious enough to... Yeah, Triple H buries the fuck out of him. Just getting hit with it. And so he's like, oh, fuck. So then Jeff goes up for another one. And Triple H is like, no. And kind of hits him and then puts him in like pedigree position while he's sitting on the oh yeah he does like, and I, th- I was like holy oh, shit are, like, we, are yeah. we gonna see a dread pedigree and he's just like and he's just like nah drags him, him off and then hits Boom. him with a regular pedigree done mm-hmm. one finisher and it was just like oh it was I, I really thought he was gonna like Pepsi plunge him but oh. nah I, I said I said this is why fuck finishes were invented yeah. like it, do a fuck finish because you're continuing this feud yeah and you've had Triple H beat him clean so many times. And Jim Ross is on commentary just, like, trying to put over this, like, ah, that was a Hall of Fame-worthy match. If you want to talk about fuck finishes? Yeah? Let's talk about the next match. Oh, no. The most fuck finish match of all time. Wait, which is, is, is this? This is the oh. main event of the evening. Jericho, I am the best in the world. 
attitude, arrogance. I was the first undisputed champion after I beat The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night. And then I beat four of the biggest superstars on Raw to once again become champion. Jericho stuck in the back door. Warner stole the title from Batista. And then I destroyed and embarrassed Shawn Michaels in the ladder match. I am Chris Jericho, world heavyweight champion. And now all of you are forced to recognize and respect just how good Chris Jericho is. Chris Jericho is indeed the world champion, but for how long? Because here comes the number one contender. You don't demand respect, Chris. You earn respect. You don't get it, do you? You call yourself an animal? I am an animal because I will fight and claw and scratch and do whatever I have to do to come out on top and survive. If you beat me at Cyber Sunday, I really believe you will earn a lot of people's respect. But until then, would you please shut your mouth? Batista sending a clear message to the world champion Chris Jericho. When this is all said and done, I will make sure that the name Batista is synonymous with failure. Jericho versus Batista for the world heavyweight championship. I thought this match was a solid main event. It was. I'm not saying it wasn't solid. I'm just saying that this is the epitome of fuck finish. Well, you've, fuck, you've got to vote on who you can fuck, choose as the goddamn referee. <laughs> it's fuck start, fuck middle, and fuck finish. Uh, love Dave, right, just so fucking Jericho. The three... Um, yeah, it's Batista, it's Batista versus Jericho for the World Heavyweight Championship, by the way. Which I just said. Yeah. Um, the three referees <laughs> are HBK, Randy, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I wonder who they're going to I honestly wonder who the crowd is going to Right. What was the vote percentage? 4% for Randy Orton, the least percent of any vote throughout the whole night, 22% for HBK, 74 goddamn percent for Stone Cold. Well, clearly. Like, that was obviously <laughs> going to happen. Oh, also, I want to mention the vignette at the start of this. It's literally just Batista shitting on people. Yep, basically. And, and going, I want to be the champion again. Literally, zero mention of Jericho, like, scoring all, Punk yeah. out of the title. Zero mention of Jericho. It's just... They're Batiste, just trying to big Batiste game. the beast. Yeah. All right, so the match starts. Um, oh Stone Cold God. heads out to the... And this is what I meant at the start when I say themes that don't fit, like, the PDA Titantron. Seeing Stone Cold's theme and the glass breaking on a fucking, like, 2008 Samsung was, oh. like, heretical to me. I didn't mention it, but I should have mentioned... Undertaker, when he comes out the storm yeah. on the Samsung, like, <laughs> Galaxy it original so phone, and it's bad. just like, oh, man. Fuck that. Fuck kayfabe, man. But, um, yeah, so tell me about right. this match, because I wasn't paying attention. Okay, so Jericho, <laughs> so Stone Cold comes out, and it starts with Jericho being like, well, fuck this, it's Batista and Stone Cold being the rave. So he tries to run away, right? Mm. And then Stone Cold's like, fuck off, if you get counted out or, like, DQ'd or anything... You lose the championship. That's not how you can't do that. That's not so a referee turns, thing. That's a stipulation thing. And so it turns into like this weird 
kind of match. Um, it's bullshit, man. But so they're wrestling around, and Batista accidentally runs into Austin, and Austin, having turned from like the killer that he was into one of the fragile referees, referees uh, it's because of his neck dies broke. for like a year. His neck broke, <laughs> and HBK comes out as his replacement. And I mean, it's Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho in two thousand eight. What do you think happens? Shawn Michaels winds up for sweet chin music on Jericho, but he like fakes him out, and then nothing happens. And Batista like takes the advantage in the match because HBK totally screwed Jericho. But then mm-hmm. the old text message comes through for Chris Jericho, and JBL oh. comes out. Wait, doesn't Orton come out at some no, point? Yeah, no, that's after this. Bit. Oh, okay, yeah, JBL, JBL comes, comes out. out to kill HBK because Ran- uh, because Jericho was like, uh, "Text me, please." See, I thought you described a feud to me once of JBL making Shawn Michaels yeah, no. a slate. Is this that feud? This is that feud. Oh, boys! So this is like We're winding have- into like the slave feud thing. All right, I'm. Uh, we're not going to reveal. The feud for you, but it's hint, pretty, hint, it's hint, hint. Shawn Michaels is a slave to JBL, <laughs> and oh, so I was hoping it was so. J- so HBK is in a bit of trouble with JBL. Yeah. So we need a referee. So Randy Orton, the four percent vote getter, comes out. Yeah. And as soon as he gets out to be the replacement to the replacement, Stone Cold like fuck off and stunners him, <laughs> <laughs> and with his broken fucking arm. Then he. Batista pins Chris Jericho to win the title. One, two, three. Everyone's laid out apart from the original ref and the two wrestlers. And then literally the end of the pay-per-view and after that, like, with all the fuckery going on, the end is just Batista and Stone Cold drink beer together. Yeah. And, and I was like, Batista that, clearly doesn't drink beer. He's got some abs. He's got some abdominal. the end of the pay-per-view. But can I tell you a little something about this title reign that Batista has? Because I don't think we're going to have a lot of time to cover it in the next one because the next Survivor Series is going to be our next episode and it's so fucking meme Batista wins the championship here, right? Yep. And a little little cool shit for the next episode. It's like the 800th episode of Raw. I don't remember if it's the one after, like the, the next night or the week. I think it's probably the week after. It's announced that John Cena is going to return at Survivor Series. Shit is so funny. And face whoever the World Heavyweight Champion is. But Batista will be defending his World Heavyweight title in a steel cage that night, right? Yep. So, you'd, most fans would think, oh, Batista will retain. Well, Batista, John Cena too, right? Yep. However, Jericho wins the championship in that match. And that match is notable. Very notable because... In the No Blood era of PG, before the match, Batista was like, well, you're going to hit me with a lead pipe during the match, and I want to protect the business, right? <laughs> yep. So he's like, I'm going to get blood. And Joker's like, how are you going to do that? He's like, I'll figure it out. So he just fucking blades during the match. <laughs> and literally, Vince McMahon is infuriated by this. Wow. He fucking hates it. Chris, like, He goes like, I'll talk to you guys about it next week. Chris Jericho tries to call him on the phone. This is this is like from a podcast that Jericho did with Batista, and literally Jericho says that he called Vince up, and as soon as he started talking, Vince said, "Shut the fuck up and go the fuck away," and wow. hang and hung up on him. So they get to TV the next week. He sits. Vince sits down. Batista, Jericho, and Dean Malenko, the agent for the match, yep. who had who had no idea what was happening, 
And he, Dean Malenko knows nothing. Dean Malenko knows nothing, uh, apart from how to, like, wrestle and have no charisma. It's great. <laughs> so, Good stuff. Where Vince plays the match on a TV and puts the bit where Batista's blading in slow motion to show him. Oh my God. And Vince is like, you, you bladed there, didn't you? And he just starts <laughs> listing off fines for everyone. Oh, jeez. And he starts Jericho, fine and Malenko, and then he goes to play. I could fire you, but that would be too easy. <laughs> and Batista's like, oh, fuck, what is he going to He's full of shit. He's going to fire me, like, 20K, like what? And Vince fines Batista 100 thousand dollars wow and batista hectic and batista this is this is a good guy batista story right yep batista paid for everyone else's fines and paid for his own fine wow i know and he also cites this as one of the reasons he later left i don't blame him so sneak peek for next month main event of jericho versus cena (laughs) i wonder who's gonna win i don't know yeah i know (laughs) <laughs> so so as we're, we're spoiler for you. Yeah. So as we're we're wrapping up this this big beefy podcast, what, what would be your uh, match or moment of the night? I enjoyed the diva search. <laughs> it's not the diva. Might as well fucking it's be the divas like dress up party. <laughs> the divas. Let's, All let's... the matches are fucking shit, man. <laughs> Literally, normally there's like one good match. There's like Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels to save the day, but oh, this is like. Crime time versus yep, Jomo and Crime time versus Jomo. I enjoyed the, that tag action. Moment of the night for me would be Santino absolutely berating Beth Phoenix <laughs> like a horrible that person. That was weird. That and, made me feel uncomfortable. And Beth Phoenix. That was problematic. Who, that was very problematic, especially because Beth Phoenix's gimmick is supposed to be that she's like a dominating woman. And she's yeah. sitting there like brought to tears by this tiny, greasy looking <laughs> fucking man. And you're like... This is an emotionally abusive relationship. <laughs> so, uh, this was fucking abysmal. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad, and I can see why there was never another one. Although, I think it'd be neat to maybe think about bringing it back. Well, now yeah, now the, the network. WWE Universe and Network, yeah. Yeah, because it's like. I that, think they're kind yeah. of with the Mix Match Challenge. That's it. You vote for the person to come back in. Also, vote Biggie Carmella. Do it. Don't have me. Best team, Biggie Carmella. Well, this fucking dates Peck this show. Peck Dance Party. Peck Dance Party. Peck Dance Party. I'd like to apologize for the show being dated. Because you're, you're listening to this 10 years from now. I don't future. even feel bad. You're, all your 10 years in the future, go back in time and watch the Peck Dance Party. <laughs> I love how you say it like very simply. Like, go back in time. Go No, go back 10 years on the Facebook or whatever. I don't know what's in the future. Probably Skynet. Face, Facebook Skynet yeah. watch. Mark Zuckerberg's the president. Watch the 10 minute vignette that the New Day and Carmelo did about the Peck Dance Party. You know what? So fucking I will because I haven't actually seen that. Cause I, I, Do it. It's amazing. I haven't been watching the next match. Vote hashtag Biggie Carmelo to return in the mixed match challenge well uh with that wonderful insight into the mad mind of jack steve <laughs> send us an email that is right ladies and gentlemen sexy beasts of all genders we are on the gmail send us a question it is pg wrestling pod at gmail.com that is pg wrestling p-o-d i'll give you the d <laughs> at gmail.com and send me a tweet at pg wrestling pod that is pg Wrestling, P-O-D. No, I said the D. Okay, P-O-D. That is podcast on demand. That's Hasht- what P-O-D stands for. Hashtag us. I don't know, <laughs> what's that hashtag? Steve, 
S T E A J. That's our hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag stage. And all your tweets with hashtag stage. Your or stage, I think it's stage, but no, yeah, it's, pronounce it's it stage. How you want. Stage, and you know what? All of our fans, great announcement. You are now known as the Stages. You the are a hashtag stage. The stage squad. They're the Stage squad. The stage squad. Thank you for listening, Stage Squad. Thank you. We appreciate all your love and support. Happy, have a nice day. You'll have a better day than fucking us. Yeah, it's pretty rainy today. I'm going to have a smoke in the rain. You do that. All right. Peace out, Umbre. Peace out. Love for, you guys. For the big dog and the stage, I am the big dog and the stage. Love you. All I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And, and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing?